The Realm Tree Episode 26 Under a Golden Sun Leaping off of Fortuna's back, I spread my wings and flew ahead of her. I sliced through the golden missile of light fired at us before slowing to land on her head again. Hazel and Gardenia ran to steady me. Nice slicing, Mercury! It's an honor to be on the same side! Those accursed fugitives! Fan out! Defend the skies! Stop their advance at all costs! Yes, sir! Fortuna, ground them! Safely! Understood. Flying on the draconic back of Fortuna, I watched her golden maw drop open. She fired a twisting orb of gravity magic. When it reached the dozen soldiers flying at us, it burst. We watched their bodies go heavy, and they started to fall towards the golden fields of the day realm beneath. Nice shot! There's more coming. Keep your guards up. Twelve down, twelve hundred to go. Fortuna, please make us invisible again. Fortuna, myself, and everyone riding her vanished from sight. Damn it! They can't have gone far. All troops that are still airborne fire until you hit something! Evasive maneuvers! Hang on, everyone. Fortuna dipped into a corkscrew dive, barely slipping beneath a barrage of arrows and lasers of light energy. Unseen, we flew under the platoon that had found us. Excellent work, Fortuna. We wouldn't have gotten this far without you. I have Mercury and Hazel to thank for being so knowledgeable on military tactics. They're more disorganized than I expected. I guess they haven't seen much real combat, just tracking down pickpockets and the like. It's all a mess. I wouldn't blame you if you wanted to leave, Fortuna. This isn't your fight. If anything, I feel more essential than ever. The barriers, the subjugation of fairies, the rapid destruction of nature. My realm needs me. I'll take you all as far as we can go. Well, that's good, but we can't rely on invisibility the whole way, can we? Fitting a dragon into an indoor military compound might be hard. We may need to force our way through, find the path of least resistance, and move as quickly as we can. I understand the urgency, but I want to continue hurting as few soldiers as possible. If I had gotten my wings any other year, I might have been one of them. Many ended up joining the military out of circumstance and don't know they're fighting for the wrong side. Then what do we do? We can't just sneak past hundreds and hundreds of soldiers. And I don't think we can just convince them to join us. No, but we could take advantage of existing doubt. Vanda and the Professor have spent the last two months collecting information. Trust in the Council and military is at an all-time low, with so many fairies lost in the Realm Tree this year. If we show the citizens that we're on their side, we might have less enemies. How do we do that? We just do as you wanted. Hurt as few soldiers as possible. Just disable them. It's quite easy for me to restrain others using my terramancy. Hey, disabling magic is kind of my whole thing. Gloves off if we find Catherine, though. I can shield Gardenia with my squadron of Hazels if needed. And if the time comes to knock some heads around, we can all bend light energy around our swords to make them non-lethal. And Fortuna has her gravity powers. This is a good team for the job. Let's distract, disable, and restrain as many soldiers as possible. Then I'll use my speed to get close to General Avalon and swipe the fragment. Then we drop the barrier and get out of here as heroes! Beware, General Avalon! The heroes of justice approach! Hazel! Not so loud! Commander! I think I heard someone yelling over there, above the third civilian quadrant! Ooh, my bad. It's the fugitives! Center all attacks on that area. Create a barrier of magic with your bodies to trap them. I say this is where we take our stand. Disable as many soldiers as possible here. Low to the ground so they can fall safely. Right. Get ready. In the distance, we could see the most stark features of the day realm. 
the golden fields leading to run-down cobblestone districts, elaborate buildings and wealthy neighborhoods floating above them in different sized rings, the buildings held in the air by gravity magic. General Avalon's military base floated in the center of all the hovering buildings and districts, shaped like a multi-pointed star. We all stood on Fortuna's back and started to buzz our wings. Her invisibility started to fade. Everyone move! Now! The heat of the Summer Realm was a welcome change after all those weeks in the Realm Tree, and in the moist air of the Spring Realm. But the assailants chasing us on horseback were much less welcoming. They're gaining on us! Not for long! Nadine, fire! Do you mean fire like birdie stuff, or fire like shoot them? Both! Either! Watch out! As we rode my deer across the summer desert, we narrowly avoided a fireball launched at us from a Von Brass servant hiding behind a dune. Ah, right! Firing! Nadine launched an arrow which blasted into the dune, sending our attacker flying into the sand. Nice aim! Oh, and I think that's the last of them. Lex, how close are we to the Von Brass estate? It's that gaudy palace on the other side of the oasis. If Professor Doherty's information was right, we'll be dealing with both Sunshine and that old hag Beatrice. Keep your guard up and don't get exploded. The sand changed to a dusty stone as we rode to the front of the estate. They were waiting for us. Summer representative Beatrice von Brass atop the stairway to the front door. An oddly somber looking sunshine at her side, and about a dozen servants blocking our path to them. I halted our mounts. Good morning, sunshine! And hello, Lady Beatrice. The prodigal suitor Lex Golden Ray has returned. But it's not so much to marry your granddaughter as it is to steal that little red stone off your neck. Lex, so much of that made no sense. Regardless, would you ladies care to surrender and resolve this peacefully? Lex, 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 you must know how idiotic you sound. Why would we surrender when you're the ones who are outnumbered? I was just trying to be polite. Nicholas, why are you here? To knock some sense into you. Is this really what you want? Is this what Sai would want? Don't you dare use her name against me! Why? Because you know you're on the wrong side? Ugh, I'm getting too old for all this squabbling. Don't get too worked up, Sunshine. We won't even need to lift a finger to squash them. Our assailants have been pursuing them and should arrive at any moment. <laughs> the ones with the fireballs? Yeah, we kind of took them out already. What? All six of them? They were following us since we entered this territory. They made the mistake of coming at us one at a time. But they'll be fine. Knocked a few into an oasis, the rest into the sand. I did shoot one in the leg. You annoying little brats. Well, I still do have my servants. Go on! Protect the lady of this house! You're asking butlers and your personal chefs to fight us? After hearing that we managed to defeat your guards who could actually fight? They're our servants! So they do as the Von Brass family commands, or they'll face my wrath instead. They know that. You really are the worst. Let me show them what they'd be up against. Just scare them a bit. Got it. Watch your feet. Nicholas fired a spray of bullets at the ground in front of the servants. Now that was a warning. Please, for the sake of your families and your limbs, go home. Now! <laughs> I don't like working here anyway, No, no, no! Useless cowardly! Get back here! Not exactly the most inspiring of leaders, are you? She's always been like this. So upset when she doesn't get her way. I will not stand!
stand for this humiliation on my own doorstep! However, you're all welcome to enter the estate, and we can sort out our differences there. We are excellent hosts. Sunshine, do the honors. Yes, Grandmother! Pointing her palms to the ground, Sunshine caused an explosion between us. When the smoke dissipated, they had vanished into the giant doors. Don't let them get away! We flew into the doors and up through the foyer. Lex, you know this place. Which way do we go now? There's a fork up ahead. I'll head right to the ballroom. You two go left to the indoor garden. This family has a flair for the dramatic, and I feel like they'd make their stands in such places. Signal if you need help. Can you handle yourself on your own? What if you find both of them? You're not the only one who's gotten stronger. I hate to keep splitting up like this, Nadine. But hopefully, it's for the last time. Uh, yeah, um, <clears throat> uh, cool. See you both later. Stay safe. Nadine, what was that? I... don't know. Down the hall, I burst through the doors to the ballroom. At the other end of the massive ornate room was a hovering Sunshine Von Brass. <laughs> Hello, Lexi. Hello. You know, your friend Nicholas is very eager to bring you over to the right side of this conflict. I am on the right side! You're nothing but a bunch of no-good traitors and troublemakers! Whatever you need to tell yourself. Now, it seems appropriate that we're in a ballroom. Reminds me of the old days. May I have this dance? <laughs> of course. I conjured a whirlwind of fiery birds around myself. Sunshine smiled and placed a golden tiara on her head. I see you've gotten stronger. Well, so have I. Sunshine's tiara glowed and fiery energy sparked around her. She stomped onto the ground and her butterfly wings lit up with flame, blazing non-stop. She flapped them and rose into the air, fireballs forming in her hands. The whole room heated up. The council was kind enough to provide me with this beautiful little tiara, a power enhancer called Hellwind. Oh, sorry. Too high? For me, not hot enough. On guard! Did we try this door already? I think so. Ah, why did Lex just tell us indoor garden and expect us to figure it out from there? This place is massive. Keep trying. It's got to be somewhere spacious with a lot of windows. Aha! I threw open a door and was greeted by a room full of flowers and small fruit trees. The ceiling was tall and had an opening for the sun to shine through. A light mist kept the room humid. <laughs> Nicholas and I froze. So did Lily Green Lancaster in the middle of the garden. She stared unmoving as the watering can she held above a rosebush let out its final drops. On her finger was our mother's ring. Nicholas loaded a bullet. With a panicked look on her face, Lily Green turned into a cloud of mist, flying away from us across the garden. Get her! We ran through the garden, and her cloud of mist slipped under the door on the other side. I yanked it open while Nicholas ran through. Oh, she's fast. She's not trying to fight us? She doesn't have a sword anymore. And it looks like she can only turn into one cloud now instead of a whole fog. Maybe it's the heat of the summer round. Or losing the spring fragment. That must have been strengthening her before. That makes sense. I think we just need to catch her. How do we do that? Seal the exits however you can. We chased her through the next corridor and into a long dining hall. We saw the mist try to slip under a door at the end. 
Nicholas shot the legs out from under one of the tables, and I threw a wind cube which burst to blow it over. It slammed into the bottom of the door and sealed it, Lily Green unable to pass under. Are we thinking the same thing? Yep, now's our chance. For mom! As Lily Green's cloud rose up desperately to find another exit, her fairy form started to become visible. Nicholas and I flew into the air, grabbed hands and glowed with winter energy. We pointed our palms down at Lily Green. In a white flash, the mist started to ice over and Lily Green began to solidify. But she couldn't escape the frost traveling up her legs. You brats! What are you doing to me? Mist contains water. Winter fairies are pretty good at freezing water. <laughs> Duh. And since you can only turn into a small cloud right now, it was easy for us to hit you with a little cryomancy. By now, Lily Green was encased almost entirely in ice. Only her head, part of a wing, and her outstretched hand with our mother's ring remained unfrozen. Nicholas and I flew down, and he slipped the ring off her finger. I'll be taking that. Thank you. Fine. Y you can have it. Where are Beatrice and Sunshine? Sunshine is in the ballroom, and Beatrice is uh, on the roof. Then Lex is fighting Sunshine. I don't want to miss our chance to get the summer fragment, but... Don't worry, it's where I want to go, too. As for you... Representative Lancaster. Please, I'll give you anything, anything. Just don't kill me. I know it might be hard for you to grasp, but that's not the way we do things in our family. However, we will leave you here for a while. I'm sure you'll be fine. The heat of this realm will stop you from getting frostbite. Nicholas and I left Lily Green Lancaster frozen to the tile of the Von Brass dining room as we flew off to go find Lex. Oh, you could have killed me! Maybe that's the point! Sunshine was flying on burning wings and throwing fireballs and explosions relentlessly. Outpacing both her and her attacks was proving near impossible. <laughs> Got you! Sunshine bolted forward as a meteor, the wings of flame engulfing her entire body. She blasted through the deer carrying me around the room. I was barely able to tumble off and dodge. Alright, so you have some new tricks. Got a bit bored of exploding everything. I wouldn't hesitate to explode you if you just stopped running away. Why don't you dance with me like a man, Lexi? Stop galloping around and give me a good fight. Because I take no pleasure in this sunshine. The sunshine I knew always fought for herself, not for her grandmother or anyone else. Sunshine held both palms out, and a swirling vortex of flame appeared between them. It launched right for me, and I reached out my palm as if to catch it. It forcefully struck my hand, but I held it in my fingers. And just like in our battle with Ernest, I absorbed it into my jewel, the remaining flame trickling around my hand and into it. Fire absorption? Maybe you have grown a bit, but I can see your delicate little fingers still got burned. It's not a perfect technique, I'm afraid, but for whatever energy I could absorb, I thank you. I held both palms to my side and summoned two tigers of orange flame with stripes of gold. Go get her! My tigers ran for sunshine, bounding off the air as if it was solid. She blasted one with an explosion, but it propelled itself through and swiped at her with a burning claw. She caught herself mid-roll and 
flew upward slowly as the tigers prowled around her. So, these beasts can absorb flame too! Let's see if they like being smothered! Sunshine struck columns around the ballroom with streams of flame, and they fell to collapse onto my tigers with a thud. The way to me was clear, and her wings glowed brighter. You're good with fire, but what about heat? Bursting with power, a wave of burning air exploded from sunshine. The room became sweltering. All remaining wood in the ballroom caught fire as chunks from the ceiling fell to the ground. I started to cough, the air becoming thick and hard to breathe. It's time I snuff you out once and for all! <coughs> sunshine! Is this truly what you want? You're an accomplice to murder! Get real, Lex! We both are! How do you think any of the great houses became what they are today? Murder, blackmail, extortion! It's who we are! You can put on your goody-good act as much as you like, but every bit of silk in your bedsheets was sewn on a mountain of corpses! And you're content to let that violence continue? We're old enough to start thinking for ourselves! I am thinking for myself! I'm more myself than I've ever been! In that case, I prefer the old sunshine. I whirled around to see Nadine and Nicholas standing in the doorway. Pieces of burning debris fell around them. Nicholas? Lex, you and Nadine go to the roof and find Beatrice. I'll take care of her. Are you sure, mate? Yes. I have some things I'd like to say to her. Let's go, Lex. We need to get the fragment. Right. Nicholas? Sunshine? Be well. What? No! We're not done here! I ignited my wings further and flew towards Lex. Nicholas stepped in front of him. I stopped. Lex and Nadine ran out of the ballroom. Out of my way, Nicholas! The sunshine that you knew is gone! Clearly. The sunshine I knew was better at preserving her energy. What? The flames on my wings flickered. Even with the magic of the Hellwind Tiara in my body, I was burning out. I remember the first moment I saw you. You melted the snow soldiers of Malthus Frost without any effort. You broke his spirit just as quickly, and I knew that boy from back home. He was no weakling. That's when I knew you were someone I wanted on my team. And as we fought alongside each other, even when we bickered, I was grateful to be by your side. The flame on my wings continued to flicker, and I drifted to the ground. Nicholas stepped up to face me. You were so powerful yet so aware of your own limitations. You knew exactly who you were, what you could do, and that's why you were so vicious. Look at you now. You don't even know what you're fighting for. You couldn't be more wrong. I'm fighting for my name and my family. So Grandma and I can live forever, and the Von Brass house will live forever with us. I, I have no shame about that. Is that so? Nicholas reached into his pocket and pulled out an icy ring with holes in it. That's Lily Green Lancaster's ring. It was my mom's first. It records the sounds around it and can play them back. It was on Lily Green's hand since my mom died. Including the last few months since the test ended. Nicholas held the ring to his lips like a flute and blew gently into it. I heard my grandmother's voice. So that's that. The test is done. Ara and Jonathan take over jewel harvesting. We just sit back and relax. Well deserved, no question. 
Would you ladies like some more tea? Yes, please. Grandma Beatrice? I'd like to go back to the realm tree. Interesting. And why is that, dear? Well... I lost a teammate during the trial. I want to retrieve her body. Oh, I, s I suppose it would be a waste of a jewel to just leave it there. What? N no, Grandma! I don't want her jewel! I just want to retrieve her body! Sympathy for the fallen? Oh, Beatrice, it seems little Sunshine has gone soft. Sunshine, the road we are taking will have sacrifices. You can retrieve your teammate's body, but remember, we will create the new world because of how far we have come. Never forget that. So what? Are you trying to guilt trip me? <laughs> Say that this shows that I care underneath it all? No. I was just going to say if you have Sai's body, I want it. We all made a grave for her in the spring realm. But I'd know that if you came back too, the team could be together again. Without another word, Nicholas stepped towards me slowly and embraced me into his chest. <laughs> Nadine and I burst onto the roof of the Von Brass estate. There, under the burning sun, was the smug figure of Beatrice Von Brass. Nadine knocked an arrow. Took you children long enough. It's been quite a day for us, Beatrice. Now, I figure if you've been waiting here so patiently, you have something in store. Nadine's arrow fired at Beatrice. With surprising grace, she dodged to the side. Hey! What is with you snobby types and all this bantering? Let's just get down to it. <laughs> you truly are Matilda's daughter. Impatient and humorless. You want me to get down to it? I will! I thought I felt a chill in the air, but when I turned to Nadine, I realized we could both see our own breath. What the... It's as cold as the Winter Realm. Summer fairies can't control cold. What is this, you hag? I'm not creating cold, you stupid child! I'm just putting all the heat in one place! The air around Beatrice was distorted from all the heat she had amassed. She clenched her fist, and a pillar of blue fire burst into being in front of her. The fire changed form until it resembled a giant, ghostly, scythe-wielding figure. Eyes of flame lit up on its body. Reaper! Destroy them! Nadine, let's ride! Got it! As the giant Reaper swung its scythe at us, I conjured a deer that we leapt onto. I secured Nadine with an arm tied around her waist while she fired several icy arrows. The Reaper barely flinched from the hard impacts. Lex, it's a waste of time trying to fight this thing. We need to get Beatrice. Right! The burning Reaper let out a horrible wail. A barrier of fire appeared between us and Beatrice when we tried to get close. We veered to the side to dodge a giant swipe from the Reaper's hand. Won't be that easy, brats! I'm not weak like Lily Green. I can fight on my own merits! Nadine tossed a cube at Beatrice's wall of flame. 
It must have been a gas cube because it instantly exploded, knocking her backwards and away from us. Got it! Beatrice flew into the air, keeping the Reaper between her and us. You clever girl! But brains will only get you so far. The winner is the fairy with the power! And I refuse to acquiesce mine, even to death! Beatrice swung her arm with force, and the Reaper followed. Its scythe swung hard and fast. We leapt off the deer and flew back to dodge, Nadine just barely behind me. But as the scythe narrowly missed us, the fire exploded out. Nadine! As we staggered, Nadine showed me her hands. They were pink with fresh burns. Lex, she got my hands. They can barely move. I can't hold my bow. It's all right. You've done so much. Thank you, Nadine. I'll take it from here. What do you mean? Nadine, I need you to live. If I don't make it out of this... You are the most amazing woman I've ever met. And you've inspired me to be better every day since we've met. Thank you. For everything. Lex, you idiot! What are you saying? Lex turned to the Reaper, taking several steps forward. He flipped it off. Hey! Hit me with your best shot, you old bitch! With pleasure! The Reaper raised its burning scythe. Lex put up his hands as if to catch it. <laughs> Lex, please! The fiery weapon swung down on me. I emptied my mind of all thoughts except for the jewel on my back. I stopped the scythe with my hands, the heat searing my palms as the fire was absorbed into my jewel. What? Bursts of flame exploded from me. The Reaper staggered backwards, its weapon blown back. The fire flew off my body and morphed into a giant phoenix. Not much smaller than the Reaper, it spread its wings and screeched. It's time I fight fire with fire! Then I'll make sure you burn up! The phoenix and the Reaper flew at each other. The burning monsters clashed. A wave of heat burst from them, stuck in a deadlock. Looks like we're evenly matched! You can't be stupid enough to think that! Ha! Beatrice held an arm towards the phoenix. The heat started to get sucked out of it, making it flicker and shrink. Grabbing it by the neck with a burning hand, Reaper tried forcing the phoenix to the ground. Rex, it'll get snuffed out! We need another plan! If it needs more fire, then I'll give it more fire! I ran for the phoenix and leapt into its back. The phoenix glowed bright. Lex hovering in the center of it. Fire streamed out of his limbs and wings as it fought back against the Reaper's grasp. But it still wasn't enough. Running out of time, Lex! Sounds like a challenge! I can't use my bow, but I gotta do something. I shivered in the unnatural cold around us. Wait! With all the heat sucked out of the air, my eyes should be at its strongest. The phoenix flapped its wings for another charge at the reaper holding it. Gathering as much cold energy as I could in my burned hands, I pointed them towards Lex and the phoenix. Nadine, what are you- Lex, do it now! With one giant beat of flaming wings, the phoenix with Lex inside flew down towards the center of the reaper. As the white winter energy burst out of Nadine, my blazing phoenix was covered in an icy armor of spikes and plates. It dove through the reaper, blasting through the flames and came out whole on the other side. 
After a moment, the Blazing Reaper burnt out and vanished. Beatrice von Brass lingered in the air, wobbling and shaking after the defeat of her creation. No! It can't be! <laughs> she started to fall, but before she could hit the ground, she was caught by sunshine flying in from across the roof. She held her grandmother tightly in her arms. From the stairs, Nicholas appeared and flew to Sunshine's side. I banished my ice. Lex banished his phoenix. We all ran to the center of the Von Brass roof around Sunshine and her grandmother. Beatrice was breathing weakly. I noticed Sunshine's makeup had smeared down her face from crying. Sunshine, we were so close. I know, Grandma. Cassius could have done it. If there's anyone, he could. We could live forever. I don't want to die, Sunshine. Me neither, but hurting this many fairies isn't worth it. You don't understand. You won't understand until you become old. The world passes you by. Little things start going wrong with your body. Things medicine cannot fix. It's a terrifying procession. And you have too much time to think about it. Sunshine, I'm... I'm crushed by the thought of not existing. I know, Grandma. But if you sacrifice everyone to get there, you won't have anyone to spend eternity with. And I love you, right now. We all backed up as Beatrice slowly rose out of Sunshine's arms. She took a few steps, then carefully removed her necklace containing the red fragment of the Summer Crystal. She handed it to Sunshine without making eye contact. Sunshine kissed her grandmother on the cheek before tossing the necklace over to me. All yours, Lexi. I looked to Sunshine and Beatrice. Nicholas stepped to Sunshine's side and held her hand tightly. I looked to Lex. I looked to Nadine. We smiled. I'm so glad you're alive. Yeah. Me too. I raised the fragment above my head. It glowed like the sun, and I dropped the barriers around the summer realm. Snow fell and wind howled across the winter realm. In heavy boots, I led the way through the thick snow. Ingrid and Cedar followed far behind me, the burning lion fair following in back. I despise snow. It becomes water when it melts. Disgusting. Hey, babe, slow down a bit. Sorry, just trying to keep a quick pace. Are you all good? Yes. I wish we could fly or ride on Fair's back. The wind is just too strong. Hang on, I might be able to do something about that. The burly spring boy ran in front of us. Cedar threw his hands to the side, and a massive yellow barrier like part of a bubble appeared in front of us. Ha! That should let us fly through the wind! Nice work, Cedar. Fair, mind if we stretch our wings? Go ahead. I can keep up with all of you on the ground. Perfect. Let's keep going. The coordinates Professor Doherty gave us aren't far. With Cedar's giant shield protecting us, we flew through the snowstorm, Fair running close beneath us. After another half hour, we came across sprawling, frozen ruins. Is this the place? Yes. 
This is where Professor Doherty saw Jonathan Hale lurking around using his powers. No hiding from someone who can see through water and ice. The three of us touched down in the middle of the ruins, Fair catching up quickly. The snow had lessened, but even with clearer sight, no sign of Jonathan. Hmm. These ruins have an architectural style even I'm unfamiliar with. Are they new? Or even older than us beasts? Keep your guard up. That kid has a way of appearing when you least want him to. He's surprisingly sneaky. Is my presence unwelcome? Oh, come on! We all turn to see Jonathan Hale. Long black jacket, black staff on his back, and wings made of giant ice shards. White energy sparked off his massive body. I heard you people had big plans. What are you doing looking all this way for me? I've got a score to settle with you. Ah, for the death of Cy Gray, right? I understand your frustration. I am truly grateful that I was able to take the power of winter from her. If you have Niket's power, I have something to settle as well. Jonathan, what are you doing all the way out in the middle of nowhere? Whatever. Either way, we don't plan on letting you join up with the Council. We're going to take you out here and now! Join with the Council? No. They've given me all they can give. I didn't plan on joining their fight, not now that I've learned their secrets and gained this power. Jonathan dusted some snow off of a ruined wall. Carved onto the gray stone was what looked like a male fairy. But in addition to its wings, it had razor-sharp teeth and eyes like that of a snake. I am just a humble fairy seeking the secrets of the world. The secrets of what fairies used to be, lost to time. But now that you've found me, well, I don't plan on letting you live. The Realm Tree was created by Jumar Thompson and Julian Hermano, and is performed by voice artists all over the world. To show your support, please visit therealmtree.com and follow our socials. Thank you for listening, and tune in next time for episode 27, Winter Rapture. <laughs>